my mind. Hallelujah. Thank you, George, for thank God for talent. Amen. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. Well, I got a little thought on my heart tonight, and uh, I had just in Bible reading the other day, and I began to listen to the story about Isaac and Jacob, Esau, Leah, Rachel, and uh, read it many times before, and it's always kind of thrilling and kind of different to read. And uh, I'm going to go to the 28th chapter of Genesis. And uh, I would like to deal with several chapters prior and more than I'll be able to get to tonight. Uh, But I I get excited when I get to reading about the book of the beginnings. And, And I know a lot of people are hesitant to make reference to the Old Testament, you know, saying many think it was done away with. Maybe the Mosaic Law was done away with, but all of the elders before me always told me that the Old Testament was just a schoolmaster to the New Testament. Hallelujah. And uh, I I begin to listen and, and read and pay attention to what we were reading and something just uh, jumped out at me. And uh, a lot of times we're overwhelmed at the things that we're looking at through the natural eye. But sometimes, Brother Tony, it's not like it seems. It's not really what it looks like on the surface. Sometimes in the natural, it looks like the odds are against us. Now, a lot of times people faith waver. A lot of times they get discouraged. A lot of times, Brother Ryan, they give up because they look at it through the natural. And all they can see is that the odds are against them. But then on the other hand, if you go out into the world, and sometimes I travel, I travel a lot through Kansas, Oklahoma, and Texas, and down in Mississippi, and there are several, several casinos through those, through those states. And especially on like holidays, and even Jesus' so-called birthday, those parking lots to those casinos are filled to capacity. And we have several right here in a 20-mile radius of where we live right now. And every weekend and about every evening, those parking lots fill up. And some of those, you know, spend a million or two on, on additions and add-ons and to accommodate the influx of people that they got coming in and a lot of times they pay for that in one weekend one new year holiday they pay for this astronomical amount of construction work uh, is paid for in just a couple days and they don't do that with the odds not in their favor the odds are against you when you pull in there. You read that. You buy lottery tickets and you look at your lottery ticket and, and you check the averages of that lottery ticket and your chances of winning are, are very, very slim. It's been ages since I looked at those statistics, but I can guarantee you the odds are not in your favor. But people just continue to keep paying and keep playing and keep going and just taking that chance. But when it comes to trusting God and just at them falling on the mercies of God and standing on the promises of God, a lot of times our faith wavers. But I'm here to tell you tonight, it's not what it 
it looks like, and even though the odds look like they're against you, I'm telling you something. If you'll just hang on, things are fixing to change. Hallelujah. How many believe that? Look over at your neighbor and say, hey, your circumstance is fixing to change. Oh, come on. Get aggressive with it. Your circumstance is fixing to change. Look at the other person and say, hey, it's not what it looks like on the surface. Hallelujah. You could be seated. Uh, I know a lot of times people like to read their text and then let you be seated, but I I like to kind of read and kind of uh, just work it along as I go. Hallelujah. And, uh, but in this reading, I noticed there's, there was a lot of, Sister Greenwood, a lot of deception <laughs> in this family. And to be so uh, chosen of God, and you see so much trickery and uh, just swindling and just, just, just going on in this family and from the beginning. And that's what starts out this situation in, in Genesis chapter 28. And how many knows a lot of times we get ourselves a lot of times into the circumstances that we're facing and into the trouble that we're in, we get ourselves into that trouble. Hallelujah. And uh, I know a lot of times we pray for deliverance and God bring us out. And when the children of Israel begin to pray, and you find this also in Genesis and Exodus and uh, uh, how the, the children of Israel begin to cry out. They were, they were in bondage. They were in slavery. They were been, being driven by slave drivers. And how many knows if you're not serving Jesus Christ tonight that you're being dri driven by a slave master hallelujah you're being driven by something somebody uh, and it's against your will usually you do things that you normally wouldn't do you involved in things that you normally wouldn't get involved in the Bible said who you yield your members to him you're subject to obey hallelujah so a lot of times because of what we yield to and to the things uh, uh, it gets us into a little bit of trouble but we see the Israelites as they begin to cry out they begin to cry for deliverance and a lot of times uh, uh, deliverance is, is not always just an immediate uh, a success and just immediate, uh, uh, you know, seventh heaven experience. Uh, sometimes being delivered will take you into the wilderness. How many knows that? We see the children of Israel, even though God said, I'm going to bring you out. I'm going to deliver you. And he, the promise of Abraham's children, uh, uh, I'm going to give you this land where, you, where you're trodden at now. Uh, someday it's going to be given to you and to your seed. Uh, uh, but there was a lot of bondage involved and when God delivered from the bondage uh, sometimes deliverance will take you uh, through the wilderness it'll take you into a place uh, and you'll wonder sometimes just like the Israelites I, I, I'd like to go back and just have some leek uh, and garlic and onions uh, uh, that slavery don't look so bad uh, after this wilderness uh, experience but let me tell you something tonight uh, you might be in a wilderness tonight uh, but you're not going to stay in a wilderness experience uh, you might be in bondage tonight uh, but let me tell you something uh, you're not going to stay in bondage to a slave driver uh, why because uh, things uh, are fixing uh, to change uh, things uh, are fixing to be different getting ahead of myself and Isaac called Jacob and blessed him and charged him and said unto him, Thou shalt not take a wife of the daughters of Canaan. Arise and go to Padanaram to the house of Bethuel, Bethuel thy, father's, thy mother's father, and take thee a wife from thence of the daughters of Laban, thy mother's brother. And God Almighty bless thee and make thee fruitful and multiply thee that thou mayest be a multitude of people. I want to tell you something. That sounds very good. He just swindled uh, uh, his oldest brother by 
by rights. The birthright went to the older, uh, uh, but with his mother and just uh, uh, taking advantage of, of, of another man's bad situation. Let me tell you something. The devil's not your friend tonight. The devil's not here to help you. Uh, uh, sin will not take you. It'll take you farther uh, than you want to go, keep you longer than you wanted uh, uh, to stay, and it'll cost you more than you were wanting to pay. Sin is not your friend. Just so we know from the beginning, when sin is finished, what does it do? Uh, it brings forth death. Uh, it'll leave you in the gutter. It'll leave you on the street. Uh, it'll leave you desolate. Uh, it'll leave you broke, busted, and disgusted uh, when it's through with you. But I'm telling you something. Uh, in a broke, busted, disgusted situation, uh, God is able to change. Uh, and things are not always going to stay. Uh, it's desolate as they look, uh, as hard as they look. Uh, as it, it, I'm telling you something tonight. God is able to change the game. And give thee the blessing of Abraham to thy seed with thee that thou mayest inherit the land where thou art a stranger, which God given to Abraham. And Isaac sent away Jacob, and he went to Padanaram and to Laban, son of Bethuel the Syrian, the brother of Rebekah, Rebekah Jacob's, and Esau's mother. And when Esau saw that Isaac blessed Jacob and sent him away to Padanaram, to take him a wife from thence, and that as he blessed him, he gave him a charge, saying, they sh Thou shalt not take a wife of the daughters of Canaan. And that Jacob obeyed his father and his mother and was gone to Badanaram. And I want to tell you something. Even, uh, you know, Jacob's father was instructing him, son, uh, I've said and I've heard my wife instruct uh, uh, my son before about a wife. And uh, you're not, this, you're not, what you're looking at, it's not for you, son. You're, you're not, you're not going to have anything uh, to do with that. Well, you, you might say, well, you know, I, I, well, whatever your opinion is, I think he followed uh, instruction and he's done pretty good uh, here tonight. How many enjoyed Sister Stacey? up here singing tonight but just a little bit of obedience in your life I'm telling you something uh, will set the blessing plan uh, for future days down the road hallelujah and he, he obeyed his father and mother and he left and he saw seeing, seeing the daughters of Canaan please not Isaac his father then Esau went unto Ishmael and took the wives which he had Mahalath, the daughter of Ishmael, Abraham's son, the daughter of Naboth, to be his wife. And Jacob went out from Beersheba and went toward Haran. And he lied upon a certain place and tarried there all night because the sun was set. And he took of the stones of that place and put them for his pillow and lay down in that place to sleep. And he dreamed, and behold, a ladder set upon the earth and the top of it reached to heaven, and behold, the angels of God ascending and descending on it. How many remember the story of Jacob's ladder? Very elementary, Sister Stephanie, uh, from some of the first things we learned in, Bibles, in, uh, in Bible uh, class, Sunday school class, was about Jacob's ladder. Well, here's this story is. And, uh, and the Lord stood above it and said, I'm the Lord God of Abraham, thy father, the God of Isaac, the land whereon thou Elias, to, to thee will I give it and to thy seed. How many is thankful for the promise of God? Hallelujah. For the promises unto you uh, and to your children and to your children's children uh, and all those that are far off uh, and as many as the Lord our God shall call. Uh, how many feel like tonight you're still uh, in that lineage tonight? You're still uh, in that favor of God tonight. Uh, oh, Brother Samson, you don't don't know where I'm going through, uh, what I'm going through. You don't know what I've been bought to. Uh, I, I may not know all about that, but I do know uh, about
out the promises of God to those that are in his lineage and to those that keep his promise. He is well, he's exceedingly, abundantly, above measure, able to give what we could ask or think. Oh, I'm telling you, some of you sitting here tonight and you're in a situation and you're thinking, God can't see me where I'm at. I'm so far down, God don't even know where I'm at. I've went so far, the hand of God can't reach me. I'm in such a mess, God can't get me out of the situation that I'm in. Well, let me tell you about this God I serve. He is well able to deliver. Time after time, Brother Long, we can read about when the odds were against them. You think the odds were in favor of Benaiah, one of the mighty men of valor, when he tracked that, that lion and he looked down into that pit? The Bible said he went into a pit on a snowy day uh, uh, with a spear and he slew uh, a lion. What's uh, what do you say? What what's the deal there, brother Samson? I'm telling you something. Uh, he looked. Uh, he knew where the enemy was. Uh, he knew where the opposition was. Uh, and he said, "If I can eliminate it right now, while I know where it's at, uh, I'm not going to worry. Have to worry about when the foliage uh, in, in the jungle and this thing pounces on me." Uh, out of nowhere. What are you saying, Brother Samson? I'm saying tonight that you can take advantage of the situation that you're in and the delivering power of God can deliver you. It's not always like it seems. And I'm going to give you as far as you can see north, south, east, and west, all the families of the earth, and thy seed's going to be blessed. I'm telling you, we're just talking about a single son. <laughs> His lineage just about was annihilated when Grandpa took Dad up on the mountain, and Brother Caleb, I think, talked about it the other night and the sacrifice. He said, man, we're, uh, you know, here's the wood and here's the fire, but uh, come on, he's, where's the sacrifice? This ain't my first rodeo. This ain't my first trip uh, uh, to worship. I, uh, there's something uh, that's a little different about this. Uh, something ain't looking right here, Dad. Where is the sacrifice? And he said, the Lord will supply Brother Caleb covered that. Uh, I'm telling you something tonight about your situation. Uh, it may not be comfortable. Uh, it may seem like there's a little bit of desert involved uh, and a whole lot of wilderness uh, and a whole lot of dry places. Uh, but let me tell you something. Uh, it's not like it looks on the outside. Uh, I don't care how the odds are stacked against you. Uh, God's math is not our math. Uh, he can take five loaves, two fishes. Uh, he can feed 5,000 with abundance uh, left over. Uh, I'm telling you something. Uh, circumstance don't mean nothing uh, to this God that I serve. Now, I always kind of looked at Jacob as the way he kind of weaseled his brother with the help of his mother that he was just kind of a a little weakling kid hanging around the camp cooking a little porridge every now and then. But as I read this and I looked at this and some things begin uh, to jump out and even right here we just read where he was rolling stones and building himself a, a bed and then after this, uh, uh, you know, this spectacular uh, uh, divine intervention in his sleep at night to just let him know, uh, Jacob, let me tell you something. Uh, you may be out here in the wilderness. Mom and dad you may be in a forced out from your home. You're in an uncomfortable situation. It don't look like there's much hope. You're just a young lad out here. There's lions. There's desolation. There's a destitute. You're surrounded by trouble. Oh, but during the night, sometimes if I could just get a little divine intervention in my trial and in the trouble, Brother Scotty and God show me one more time that I've still got the favor of God. He woke out of his sleep, 
It said, surely the Lord is in this place. And I knew it not. And he was afraid and said, how dreadful is this place? This is none other but the house of God. And this is the gate of heaven. Uh, sometimes in our troubles, sometimes uh, in our desperation, sometimes uh, we lose direction and uh, we get dis disoriented. But what we need to understand, uh, the house of God, uh, the doorway to uh, a different situation, uh, opening up in the present situation. I'm telling you something. Well, God, close the door. God will never close one door that he doesn't open another door. God, just give me the faith and the trust to step through that open door. I'm telling you something tonight. I don't care if it's marital status. I don't care if it's finance. I don't care if it's job related. The situation that you're facing can't, don't have to stay the way it is. It's fixing to change. According to the word of God, it's going to change. So Jacob, he begins to make a few promises to God and he said and Jacob vowed a vow saying of God will be with me in verse 20 and will keep me in this way that I go and will give me bread to eat and raiment to put on. He wasn't asking for much. God just give me something to eat. Give me a little bit of raiment and, and I'm going to be satisfied. You know a lot of times uh, uh, we, can't, we can't be satisfied uh, uh, with where we're at. Now I don't think we need to become status quo and that's just uh, uh, satisfied with the condition that that we're in. I believe God's got better for his people. God's got more uh, uh, for his people. I think that we can excel. I think uh, that we can be blessed as long as it does not interfere uh, with our dedication and our walk with God. Uh, there's got to be a balance there. He said, I'll give you the desires of your heart uh, according to my riches and glory. Uh, uh, everything's got to line up and it's got to balance, uh, uh, balance out. And so he's looking uh, and he said, and this stone which I've set. So, uh, you know, he said, it's, it, I've set it for a pillar. Uh, well, let me tell you something. That, that wasn't uh, the lightest thing in the world to erect a stone uh, by yourself uh, that can become a pillar to the house of God. And of all that thou shalt give me, I will surely give the tenth unto thee. Man, there was somebody, Sister Lodi, I think, talking about uh, tithing and giving to the church tonight. Man, Abraham, they said, well, when the law was done away with, uh, uh, there was a necessity of change, and you know, that abolished the, uh, uh, the tithe and the offering and given. Let me tell you something, uh, way back in Abraham's time, before, uh, uh, before the Mosaic law, Abraham paid tithes, uh, here comes his grandson, uh, and guess what he's saying? Uh, God, if you'll bless me, uh, I'm going to pay my tithes. Uh, Brother Samson, why do you preach that? Uh, I don't just preach it, baby. Let me tell you something. Uh, I practice it uh, on a weekly basis. Uh, I practice it on a weekly basis. I don't just preach to others. Uh, I give my tenth. I give my half shekel. Uh, I support the word of God and the will of God. And in turn, God pours his blessing out on me. Whew. He's still in desolation but he's making God some promises. Brother Scotty, you could probably relate to a little bit of that. God, you get me out of this place, things is gonna be different. That's what God's waiting on. I've wanted to change your situation for the last several years. It's just you standing in the way. Now I've got you and I've got your attention and things can be different and they're already different than what they seemed like they was six months ago. What are you saying, Brother Samson? I'm saying things is fixing to change. They're not what they appear. Hallelujah. Man, Jacob went on his journey and coming to the land of the people of the east. And he looked and beheld a well in the field, and lo, there were three flocks of sheep laying by it. For out of that well they watered the flocks, and a great, now get this, a great stone. This is something that started 
after the old rock roller, Jacob was out there rolling them rocks around for a place. I got a pretty comfortable bed, and at night, I'm not looking for no bed of stone. I can guarantee you that. But he was he was hustling him up something, uh, maybe a little fortitude uh, uh, to a fortress against whatever uh, might have been out there in, in that desert country, but he rolled them stones. Uh, and here he's faced, uh, uh, I'm telling you something, he, sometimes we just need somebody willing uh, to put forth a little effort. Uh, somebody needs to roll the stone back. Uh, uh, we could read about several instances in the Bible uh, until the stone was rolled back. Uh, I, I want to tell you something tonight. Uh, Jacob, here he is. He said there was three flocks of sheep laying by it for out of that well they watered the flocks and a great stone was upon the well's mouth. And thither were all the flocks gathered and they rolled the stone from the well's mouth, watered the sheep and put it you notice it said they rolled the stone from the well's mouth watered the sheep and put the stone again upon the well's mouth in its place this was the custom this is it just told us what what they do this is why they were uh, congregating here and Jacob said unto me brother why whence be ye and they said of Haran we are are we and he said unto them, Know you Laban, the son of Nahor? And they said, We know him. And he said unto them, It is well. And they said, And they said, He is well. And behold, Rachel, his daughter, cometh with the sheep. Not only is he well, his offspring. And, and here she comes. And he said, Lo. I can hear Brother Norlock right now saying, Wow. What, what hubba hubba, brother Norlock? When he when he come to a situation like this, and this, no doubt this is what Jacob. Wow, low, wow, hubba hubba. Look at this. And he said, "It is yet high day; neither is it time that the cattle should be gathered together. Water ye the sheep, and go feed them." Sometimes it's hard to realize. Hey, I'm just doing some things here in your favor, big boy. Until all the flocks be gathered together, until they roll the stone from the well's mouth, then we water the sheep. And while he spake with them, Rachel came with her father's sheep, for she kept them. And it came to pass when Jacob saw Rachel. How many can say she motivated him? He saw the daughter of Laban, his mother's brother and the sheep of Laban his mother's brother that Jacob went near Jacob by himself I mean this gal done something for him he grabs this stone that they always moved now it give him the unction to function and he grabs this stone from the well's mouth, watered the flock of Laban, his mother's brother. And Jacob kissed Rachel and lifted up his voice and wept. And Jacob told Rachel that he was her father's brother and that he was Rebekah's son. And she ran, told her father. And it came to pass. Now, we're going to see here just a little bit. Laban was uh, Jacob's uncle, mother's brother. And we see a little bit of this conniving already taking place right here in this very scripture. And it came to pass when he heard the tidings of Jacob, his sister's son, they ran to meet him and embraced him and kissed him and brought him into his, him to his house. And he told Laban all these things. And Laban said unto him, Surely thou art my bone and my flesh. And he abode with him the space of a month. And Laban said unto Jacob, Because thou art my brother, shouldst thou therefore serve me for not? Tell me, what shall thy wages be? All right. Now, Jacob's already got a look at Rachel. His heart's fluttering. He's, he's, he's very exciting. He's rolling stones that he usually takes two or three men to roll. Now he, he's, so he's got an idea. A little bit of this conniving's going on him. He's done seen the daughter. He's already seen the, the sheeps and the flocks. And uh, uh, Laban, he's over there, and he's looking at some free labor, and he's getting ready uh, to take, uh, you know, advantage of a situation to his uh, degree. And the two daughters, the name of the elder was Leah, and the name of the other 
was Rachel. Leah was tender-eyed, but Rachel was beautiful and well-favored. How many can say it's not always what it looks like? And Jacob loved Rachel and said, I will serve thee seven years for Rachel, thy younger daughter. Laban said, it is better that I give her to thee than I should give her to another man. Abide with me. Instead of just being open and up front and above board and saying, well, look, we, it's not the way we operate. That's not the custom of our family. But Jacob's looking at it one way. Laban's looking at it another way. And uh, uh, the, there's two disadvantages going on here, and, and, and it's, it's unobserved. And Jacob serves seven years for Rachel. It looked like somewhere in that seven years he would have learned the customs of the of the country a little bit and found out, said, hey, I'm working for the wrong thing here. How many's ever done that before? How many's ever worked for the wrong thing? How many was working for the wrong wages? Hallelujah. And Jacob served seven years for Rachel and they seemed unto him but a few days for the love he had to her. And Jacob said unto Laban, give me my wife for my days are fulfilled that I may go into her. And Laban Laban gathered together all the men of the place, made a feast, and it came to pass in the evening. He took Leah's daughter, brought her to him, and he went in to her, and Laban gave unto his daughter Leah, Zilpah, his maid, for a handmaid. He's worked seven years here, and he's fixing to get... He just got something that he didn't realize that he got. And the package deal that he, he's getting is not too promising if you look at it from the natural eye. He give her Zilpa. Uh, that word, I for some reason, it caught my attention. I started looking at it. I went to a couple Bible dictionaries. Zilpa, it was her handmaid that he give her to help. Now here is the biblical uh, de uh, definition of her name. Drooping, other definition is hanging down, sagging, lacking in spirit and courage, disheartened, dejected, wilting, and failing. That was the help that he gave to this already weak-eyed daughter for seven years of wages. I'm telling you something. The devil will trick you. The devil will paint you a pretty picture. He'll paint you a tree in the garden. And then he will literally change and rearrange the words of God to trick you when your flesh is already wanting what it wants and he'll make it look like you're fixing to uh, really prosper. You're going to get an apple. You're, you're going to be as wise as the gods. You're not going to die. You're going to be so smart that it's, it's going to be stupefying all those around you. And you think this big, big deal is going on and you're getting the best of the trade. Uh, and all the time, uh, Brother Matherly, the devil is swindling you out of years uh, and years and years of your life. Uh, and and one day you wake up and you look around and you realize, hey, this situation's got to change. This situation ain't what I thought it was, but this situation's gonna change. Man, it come to pass in the morning, it was Leah, and I'm just gonna quit reading so much and just kind of go along, but he said, man, what is it you, this that you have done to me? I've worked seven years for Rachel and you've given me this, 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 this weak-eyed uh, uh, maiden here that, that, that you've given me. And, uh, uh, and then to make matters worse uh, uh, for a helpmate uh, you've given her, uh, uh, she's gonna cost me more. She's gonna be more trouble uh, uh, than, I ever, than I ever imagined. It's gonna take, uh, uh, now I'm gonna tell you something. I don't know how, long, how it was uh, uh, when you first got married for the first time, but let me tell you something. Uh, they wasn't a whole lot of extra around the Sampson's house. Uh, things was looking about like what I'm talking uh, about right now. It wasn't real prosperous. It wasn't real uh, plentiful. Uh, uh, I wasn't starving to death, but there was sure lacking uh, a few comforts that I could uh, have enjoyed. And so uh, Jacob is 
is looking at all of this. Uh, man, I've got a weak-eyed wife. Uh, I've got a, a maid that's drooping and sagging and failing. Uh, uh, and I'm telling you something. I've got a mess uh, on my hands. Uh, but let me tell you something. Uh, it's not like it looks. Uh, it may look like the odds are against you. Uh, but God's got a plan. Why have you beguiled me? And Laban said, it must not be so done in our country to give the younger before the first born. Fulfill her week. In other words, you fulfill the time and we'll give thee also for the service which thou shalt serve with me yet seven others. And Jacob did so and fulfilled her week and he gave him Rachel, his daughter, to wife also. And Laban gave to Rachel, his daughter, Bilhah, his handmaid, to be her handmaid. And I thought, well, you know, he rooked him the first time. This time, surely his heart is a little softer and I'm, I'll make up a little bit of the disadvantage. So he gave her Bilhah, faltering, bashful. Faltering means losing strength or momentum, moving unsteadily or hesitantly. Speak in a hesitant or unsteady voice. In other words, she stuttered quite a bit among everything else. She wasn't really the help. He was just taken advantage. How many is getting the picture tonight to know what the world will do to you, what, what the devil will to be to you? He was a liar in the beginning. He was a lion wonder in the beginning. He's still a lion wonder in this day that we live in. He'll paint you a beautiful picture. Uh, he'll, make you, uh, he'll make you think it's the best deal in the world, uh, but until you get it and you start going through the, the, through the pages uh, of time and you see the backlash uh, of the sin that you're involved in, Oh, we could stand up all over this house tonight and talk about the backlash and talk about the reward of sin. And when sin is finished, the condition that it leaves you in, and Jacob's looking at this, God, what a mess I'm into now. Oh, but somewhere down in his heart, he had to believe. Somewhere in the struggle, he had to understand, Brother Matherly, this can't be as bad. Someday, it's it's going to be different. Uh, things are fixing to change. Uh, God, I remember what you told me uh, in your word and in your house, uh, in your promise. Uh, you said from the east to the west uh, and the north to the south uh, that you was going to give it to me. Uh, God, what you've given me here, uh, man, it's a far, far-fetched uh, picture from what you painted in my vision. The Bible said without a vision, People perish. Thank God for a vision. Thank God that Jacob could understand the backside of this situation where the odds were stacked against him and it was well uh, beyond his control uh, of the things that was going on. And I, I tell you what, I, I know what it is to struggle for a long, uh, long time and it put more drive in me uh, to work harder, uh, uh, to work smarter, uh, uh, to have more of an advantage uh, over the opposition. Uh, I'm tired of this thing pushing me around. Uh, I'm tired of working every week uh, and when it gets done, it just seemed like there's enough to pay the bills uh, and the labor. There ain't nothing extra. Well, I'm telling you here tonight, uh, it don't have to be that way. Uh, and the odds are not against you like you think they are. And the way that Satan has made them look. Uh, but telling you tonight uh, that things are going to be different. Uh, things can change. God, I don't have time to deal with all of this tonight, but it goes on down. Uh, oh, and then and, and Jacob, uh, uh, you know, he begins to be blessed of God and uh, uh, he begins to have children. Uh, uh, the one that he, that he disliked uh, the most, he said he, he, didn't, he, he, he loved Rachel. Uh, he disliked Leah. He loved Rachel, uh, uh, but Rachel was barren. Uh, a curse uh, in that day and time, not being able uh, uh, to have 
have children. And, and, and Rachel was looking at Leah and, and no telling the thoughts that was going through her mind. Seeing child after child that was being born. I want to tell you something, Jacob. He just steps right in and God begins to produce that lineage that he promised Abraham. Oh, I'm telling you something. Abraham's dead and gone. But I want to tell you something. That promise, sometimes it's a long time coming. But I know, I feel in my spirit tonight that it's going to be different. It's fixing to change. The odds are not as stacked against you as bad as they look like from the outward appearance. She's having these kids and she conceived again and bare a son. And man, I'm praising the Lord, calling his name Judah and left bearing. Hallelujah. How many knows what Judah means? Judah means praise. Hallelujah. Sometimes uh, in a weak-eyed situation, oh, when it it looks like there's no hope, how could anything ever come of this? I'm telling you something, Brother Matherly, there's already already a generation, uh, the seed of Abraham, uh, it's starting to roll. It's starting to snowball. Uh, Things is fixing to change. But let me tell you something, the story's going to get better. Things are going to get better. It don't look like it. There's several years of labor. There's seven, several years of faithfulness. A lot of times we want to pray or maybe we ain't paid our tithes in six months and we want to somebody preaches a sermon that really encourages us. I want in on the blessing plan. So they pay their tithes and their offerings and they expect a $30,000 dividend, you know, that week. A lot of times it don't come. God's checking your faithfulness. Jacob's 14 years into this thing and still hadn't got anything hardly but one woman that he dealt with and she turns up barren. And already told you the help that she had and explained their uh, their physical condition. I'm telling you something. God don't look at the natural. God don't look uh, at the physical. So pretty soon these wives, they don't conceive anymore. So what do they do? Leah gives him old droop. See what you can do with this. But I want to tell you something. That don't make the word of God of none effect because it doesn't fit your specifications on the outside. I'm telling you something. Jacob took uh, what God gave him to work with. Uh, and old Droop, she began to produce a nation of her own. Uh, and it wasn't very long that, that uh, uh, Rachel, she began to produce. And when she quit producing uh, uh, her handmaiden, uh, it looked like it was an impossible situation. Uh, man, she springs to life uh, and she begins to conceive and she begins to bring forth uh, nations of her own Uh, and I want to tell you something things uh, are already in an impossible uh, situation Uh, I read to you the odds Uh, I read to you uh, the opposition it was against Jacob Uh, it didn't look like it was in his favor Uh, but through his faithfulness to God uh, he knew that this thing uh, is fixing to change Uh, it's going to be different Uh, the odds are fixing to come Uh, oh I just got a whiff of the sweet smell a perfume of success it's going to be different oh I'm telling you something God said it that settles it I believe it and I could go on and on and on and he's got division between the sisters is going south Jacob's family's growing he needs the attention of God 
let me let me go on down. And it came to pass when Rachel had born Joseph that Jacob said unto Laban, send me away that I may go unto my own place into my own country. When something is taken advantage of you and the advantage is in their favor, they don't want to lose a good thing. Give me my wives and children for whom I have served thee and let me go. For thou knowest my service which I have done thee. I want to tell you something. It means something when you need the attention of God that you can roll your record out in front of God and say, look at my record, God. Look at my faithfulness, God. Jacob didn't have to be ashamed. And he said, I pray thee if I found favor in thy eyes, tarry, for I have learned by experience that the Lord has blessed me because of you. And he said, appoint me thy wages and I'll give it. Just tell me what you gotta have. The opposition don't want the change. The opposition wants to keep in control. The devil's had you for so long tonight, he's gonna do everything in his power to keep you and control you. He doesn't want to lose that control. And he said unto them, that you know how I've served thee and how thy cattle was with me, for it was little which thou had before I came, and it is now increased into a multitude. I'm telling you what faithfulness will do. And the Lord hath blessed thee since my coming, and now when shall I provide for my own house also? And he said, what shall I give thee? And Jacob said, thou shalt not give me anything if thou wilt do this one thing for me. I will again feed and keep thy flock. I will pass uh, through thy flock today, removing from thence uh, all the speckled, the spotted cattle, all the brown cattle among the sheep and the spotted and speckled among the goats, and of such shall be my hire. That's gonna be my wages from this day forth. Uh, being an honest man, Jacob goes out, he gets all of this designated cattle right here, and he takes it uh, and he gives it to Laban. Laban takes it and gives it to his sons. Then he takes his sons and he moves them a three days journey. He takes them plumb out of the country. There's no chance for any crossbreeding, interbreeding, jumping the fence, any accident. We're putting it right down. If you're blessed, man, buddy, I'm gonna tell you something. It's gonna be the hand of God. I already know what we've achieved up to here. I'm telling you something. Oh, but in Jacob's faithfulness, he was keeping a little better tally uh, uh, than Laban was in his head. Uh, and he said, I'm telling you something, uh, things is fixing to change right here. Uh, I got the favor of God. Uh, it's not gonna be this way any longer. Uh, I'm not gonna have to fight uh, the odds any longer. So my righteousness is gonna answer for me in time to come when it shall come for my hire before thy face, everyone that is not speckled and spotted among the goats and brown among the sheep, that shall be counted stolen with me. And Laban said, behold, I would it might be according to thy word. And he removed that day the goats and all the spotted and all them and he gave them to the hands of his sons. I'm just gonna move along here. And he set three days journey between himself and Jacob and Jacob fed the rest. Well, just the little meager leftover. It looks like we're starting all over again. But this time, it's not gonna be in Laban's favor. This time because of faithfulness. Uh, this time because of a good stewardship. Uh, things is gonna be just a little bit different. A whole lot different. And Jacob took him rods of green poplar and of the hazel and the chestnut tree and peeled the white strakes in them and made the white appear which was in the rods. And he set the rods which he had piled before the flock uh, in the gutter, in the water troughs. And when the flocks came to drink, uh, they should conceive when they came uh, uh, to drink. And the flocks conceived before the rods and brought forth cattle, uh, ring-straked, speckled, uh, and spotted. That's what be 
begin uh, to be born out of nothing but a solid colored uh, uh, livestock that was there. Uh, God began to move. God began to change uh, the situation. Uh, the odds it's been against Laban uh, or against Jacob uh, and in Laban's favor for the last 20 years. Uh, I'm getting ready to close tonight, uh, but I want to tell you something. For 20 years, uh, Jacob was faithful uh, in the face of adversity. Uh, Jacob was faithful uh, when the odds was against him, uh, when it didn't look like there was any hope, uh, when there was no profit, uh, when it looked like it was for naught. Uh, it was against him. Uh, and Jacob just kept on uh, being faithful. Why? Uh, because he knew uh, the odds uh, are getting ready to change. Uh, it's not like it appears. Uh, this time, it's not like Laban thinks, because uh, God's in control. Man, conception begin to take place. Reproduction begin to take place. I want to tell you something. Not only was he a man among men, but he knew his livestock. And it came to pass whenever the stronger cattle did conceive that Jacob laid the rods before the eyes of the cattle in the gutters that they might conceive among the rods. But when the cattle were feeble, he put them not in. So the feebler were Laban's and the stronger Jacob's. And the man increased exceedingly, had much cattle and maidservants and manservants and camels and asses. And all of a sudden, things was not as good. Things were not in favor against Laban. All of a sudden, he was getting the feel uh, of what it was like uh, when the odds were in his favor. Uh, I want to tell you something. Uh, we need to get the attitude. Uh, oh, God, I'm tired of the devil uh, pushing me around. I'm tired of Satan uh, taking advantage. Uh, God, I'm going to sell out. Uh, I'm going for broke. Uh, I'm going to lay all it out, all, all the cards uh, on the table. Uh, I'm going to put in everything that I got. Uh, why? Because I got confidence. Things are fixing to be different. Things is fixing to change. The odds are in my favor. Well, you stand to your feet tonight. Something happened. Something's going on. And before they know it, the sons are upset. They're talking to their dad. He stole everything we got. They couldn't look. Look when the odds was in their favor. The little bit that Laban had when Jacob got there. And God turned it into multitudes in Laban's favor. And Jacob just kept being faithful. God's walking these aisles tonight and he's looking for faithfulness. He's looking for dedication. He's looking for somebody that's sold out. He's looking for somebody that's got the mentality of a game changer. It's going to be different tonight from this night forward. I'm not going back. I'm telling you something God promised. God showed, uh, oh, he showed Jacob in a vision, uh, oh, that the, that the, that the, the rams uh, and the things that was doing, uh, uh, causing all the reproduction, uh, God let Jacob know uh, they're going to be ring straight, uh, they're going to be striped, uh, uh, they're going to be spotted, uh, this is what's going on, uh, Jacob's walking, uh, now he's got a high hand, why? Uh, because he knows uh, that things are fixing uh, to be different, uh, look over at somebody beside you as they begin to sing and say, hey, it's fixing to change. It's in my favor. I got the favor of God. The odds are in my favor. You know the day.